it just overwhelmed my soul when I heard that. And then the Lord gave me this passage. It just, it just, I just hope it encourages you the way it encouraged me. That's all. Why don't you pray with us? Yeah, Lord, we just give you thanks, God. That, Lord, when we put you in a place in our lives where we give you control of our lives, Lord, and put you at a place of authority and strength before us, Lord, where it's not us making the decisions, it's not us di dictating our, our path, but it's you. Lord, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. And therefore, Lord, our hearts will be glad. Our hearts will be glad. And our glory rejoices in you. And Lord, we know then that we have a secure place, that our flesh will dwell securely in you. We thank you, God. And we pray that and proclaim that over this body in Jesus' name. Amen. And say hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, come on, hallelujah. hallelujah. Wow, come on. Hey, this is the first Sunday of March. It's the first day of March. Wow. My prophecy of last Sunday was not the Lord. Because we all stayed home from our school on Monday. I wrote to the superintendent. I said it would have been safer for my children to attend school than to be with me. And they said amen. They said amen. Um, this has been a victorious week. There's lots of testimonies of victorious week. As the first Sunday in month, this is a, a mission Sunday. I'm thankful to our giving team who's been keeping things before us, uh, different ways of giving love. That's been the focus. Kim, I, am I on the right track? Giving love. Today, as the first Sunday of the month in a place of giving love, we're going to take an offering. 100% of what we receive, even though you write your checks to the dwelling place, will go to a local organization called Two our house. Essentially how to our house works is homeless men show up at community action at 6 p.m. A bus, a, a van of some type, this is one volunteer group. This is all run by churches. Uh, the church uh, takes them to a designated church where they're going to be housed for that night. Uh, a different church shows up with a hot dinner, a cold breakfast, and a, a stuff to pack a cold lunch. Um, and then uh, there's a, a fourth church that comes in and, and provides some uh, positive, constructive activity for them in the evening. They leave after they pack their breakfast or eat their breakfast and pack their lunch in the morning. The, that host church is providing showers, provides a clean bed. There's a sixth church that comes in and takes their laundry. Um, there's a seventh church that comes in on Saturday night, packs up those 25 or 30 beds, and launders all of uh, those beddings and returns on Sunday with that U-Haul truck and sets up those 30 beds in the next host church. It's a, it's a phenomenal outreach in the New River Valley. Come on. It's, it, and, and on top of that, Fieldstone opens a day center where volunteers come in during the day. Those men can go to Fieldstone. They learn job skills. They can build a resume. They get help at finding work. Come on, these are the churches in the New River Valley. Uh, yes, sir, I'd like to add on that note about to our house, the homeless families dealt with that here in the New River Valley. So our house is a great program run by Carol Johnson and some of the other local churches around here. Um, they meet all the time. They've had up to 32 residents here. They've helped some of them get rehomed, helped some of them uh, get into employment, which has helped them out a great deal. Uh, to Our House is a phenomenal, phenomenal program. If y'all can find a way to help them out, talk to Melissa Poindexter down at Community Action on Roanoke Street. Um, she can guide you to Carol Johnson. It's New River Family Shelter. That's the organization. And I believe residents that are homeless have to sign up at Community Action at 5 p.m. So make sure that we help that community out. It's good stuff. What's your name? My name is Joshua Malmberg. Joshua, nice to have you today. Come on. If, if you ever saw Teddy on the streets uh, in Blacksburg, okay, Teddy, Teddy died. And a group of people that had been reaching out to Teddy said, hey, we, we could have made a bigger difference in Teddy's life. And that group of people formed, and this has been going on, the shelter's been going on for three years. That group of people have been together for five years. Carol Johnson's been in the New River Valley a long, phenomenal saint. She works at Community Action. She's a saint. Of, of God. And so today we're going to take an offering, 100% of that, first way we can give. 
100% of that goes to do our house. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for Carol Johnson. We thank you for who she represents as a voice crying out for men and women in this area, that she's not just trying to give something out to them, but Lord, she's trying to make a way in the wilderness that they can stand up and, and raise up and, 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 and step forward. Lord, we thank you for the churches of the New River Valley that have come forth and said, we want to be a part of this. We want to be a part of, of people advancing in their call and in their purpose. Lord, we thank that today we get that opportunity to step with, to step with in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. There's three beautiful people that are going to come quickly to me. One, two, three. Come on. Yeah, there you go. These, come on. These phenomenal women went on a whirlwind trip. They had lots of different stops. Uh, the, uh, but their main mission was getting to Croatia to minister to parents, uh, people who were teaching children and to children. So I asked them if they wouldn't share this morning. We're not using a music stand today. <laughs> That's awesome. I laughed. I'm like, how long do we have? We haven't talked yet, so we were not, just not quickly. Music, not music. <laughs> quickly sharing um so we just were overcoming jet lag still i think i am but we got back late is it tuesday night i forget from croatia and we were in zagreb croatia where pastor Shitsko, which i totally butcher his name and i did not say his name at all in croatia because they would laugh at me but um he's come here several times and he would share corporately. So we actually um, were able to go and visit their church and work with their children's ministry team, which was rather, it was rather large, like 30 um, people, 30 or more, and several of their church plants, I think they have nine church plants in different areas of Croatia came to. So they asked us to go and just share and encourage, share with them and encourage them. So that's what that's what we did. And we brought um, curriculum and just things that within this body, many, many women and men have invested into our children's ministries here and have helped write curriculum and we were able to share that. So it's just awesome, just fruit of the many hours um, put in here. So we went and were just sharing those things, but God opened up many other doors, and we were just completely blessed by being there. But I've got too much love. But I was just going to share a couple things, and then I'll hand off the mic because I think we all we each have different things that the Lord has given us. Um, before we left, I was just asking the Lord, "Okay, God, what what are you saying?" Because I really felt like He was just calling us to go there to just really bless them and encourage them. And there are several scriptures that he brought um, to me. And the first one was Malachi 4, 5 through 6. And the incredible thing was just seeing how the Lord was speaking so many similar things um, to our brothers and sisters you know, across the ocean as he is to our body. And, and so I was just going to read a couple of scriptures just because I feel like the Lord just wants to declare these things. But, um, but Malachi 4, 5 through 6, you know, Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. And so I really feel like there was just this call of blessing and um, it's just interesting, like the opposite of the hearts of the fathers being turned to the children and the children to the fathers is a place of cursing. And I really felt like the Lord was just calling um, this um, restoration between the generations. And really, it is a place of blessing and a place to bless and declare blessing. And I felt like that's really what the Lord was stirring there. Um, a lot of their prayers had to do with families and the, the parents being able, like their hearts really being turned um, to their children and restoring um, the families. So that was really huge. And then 
Ezekiel 37 was a scripture, I don't know, several years ago, probably within the last two years, was a huge prophetic word, I think, over our body. In that place of breathing in to the dry bones and prophesying to the dry bones and them coming to life. And we really got that word over, um, over this church, but really felt like it was a call over the nation because Croatia, it's actually a new nation, you know, former Yugoslavia within the last 20 years, um, Serbia, Croatia, Macedonia, all of them became independent. So there was just this place of just newness, but I felt like that, you know, we were just really called to encourage a church because this church is going to change the generations, which would really ch change a whole nation. Um, so that was just really exciting. Um, and then I was just, I don't know, I haven't really shared this with y'all. It's interesting, before we were, um, before we were leaving, But probably maybe 20 minutes before we left, we were just all sitting and talking. And the encouraging thing about these, the Malachi scripture, and there's probably another scripture they will share, is that Bronca, who is the, um, the leader over their children's ministry, she had gotten these words and had been praying and interceding these same words um, over the last probably, what, six months or two months, but um, but when we were leaving, I was a little dis distracted because I was chasing the two-year-old around a lot. Um, Bronca had six kids, five girls and one boy, so it was, we stayed with them and we had a blast. Um, so kids are the same everywhere. We laughed a lot, but, but anyway, um, she was just sharing like passionately about this scripture and about how the Lord just was just really putting this scripture on her heart. And I caught wind in the translation because a lot of the translation's hard to like catch everything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is the scripture. And I just really felt like, before I hand over the mic, that the Lord really wanted me to read this because I felt um, several years ago when, um, and we've shared a lot about our miscarriage with um, Nehemiah, but in that season, there were a lot of miscarriages within the body. And um, just a really a fight, like a fight for this next generation, like a battle for life. And we really, all of us stood in this place declaring life for this next generation. And, and in that time, um, I had gotten a scripture and it's, it, we said it, a voice is heard in Rama, and it's Rachel crying for her children because they are no more. And so for months, I just asked the Lord, okay, you can't leave me on the scripture. Like, you can't leave me here. And I just sought the Lord for about a year, and then he gave me the scripture. And it was Isaiah 49, probably a year and a half later, and I felt like it was his word over this body. And this is the word that that Branca in Croatia has felt like the Lord was declaring over their body and over their nation. So it's a real confirmation, but I'm just going to read this and then hand it off. It's, it's a little bit long, so just, so, but I really felt like the Lord told me to do this. It says, but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and the Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your builders hurry. Your destroyers and devastators will depart from you. Lift up your eyes and look around. All of them gather together. They come to you. As I live, declares the Lord, you shall surely put on all of them as jewels and bind them on as a bride. For your waste and desolate places and your destroyed land Surely now you will be too cramped for the inhabitants. And those who swallowed you will not be far away. The children of whom you were bereaved will yet say in your ears, The place is too cramped for me. Make room for me that I may live here. Then you will say in your heart, Who has begotten these for me since I have been bereaved of my children? 
and I am barren, an exile, a wanderer. And who has reared these? Behold, I was left alone. From where did these come? Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations and set up a standard to the peoples, and they will bring your sons in their bosom, and your daughters will be carried on their shoulders, and kings will be your guardians, and their princes your nurses. They will bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick the dust of your feet, and you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hopefully wait for me will not be put to shame. Can the prey be taken from the mighty man or the captives of a tyrant be rescued? Surely thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty man will be taken away and the prey of the tyrant will be rescued. For I will contend with the one who contends with you and I will save your sons. Hallelujah. Amen. It's hard to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to follow that. <laughs> yeah. It's Isaiah 49. Um, so Rick had told us that the people there were precious, and we were like, okay, I'm sure they are. But the fullness of the body really hit us as we were um, talking with a lot of the men and women who ministered to the children there. And um, when we went in, we didn't really know. They had kind of, we hadn't had a lot of communication with the ministry leader there who we stayed with, Bronca, because she... Um, wasn't able to speak English or read English as well as she wanted to. So we kind of went in blind. We didn't really know. We knew they wanted us to do um, a children's ministry conference, but we had no idea what they really wanted us to share. So we just prayed. And so the um, that word that Leah got before we left in Malachi about um, turning the hearts of the fathers to the hearts of the children, we were kind of clinging to that. <laughs> like we know this is the heart of what we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> desperately. <laughs> and so when we got there, we shared that with Bronca, and she said, this is exactly what I've been praying for three months. That just, we thought, oh, God, we're, we are here for a reason. <laughs> You're, you are doing something here, um, and we don't really know <laughs> still exactly what we're supposed to do, but we're going to trust you. Um, so and they, they kept telling us that they wanted us, that they were having trouble um, with the parents and that they wanted the parents to be more involved. And um, it was a little hard because we realized that our parents are really involved, that we are really blessed to have parents who are super involved. And, um, but we didn't want to, you know, we knew we were there to encourage them, so we were like, okay, God, you've got to help us figure out what to say to help them um, to get their parents more involved. And um, and it was just, so we, I don't know how to explain. I know I'm supposed to tell you about it. There was this one lady um, who after the first night, she actually didn't get to attend all the conference, but um, after the first night, she came up to me and asked for prayer, which I thought was funny. It's like, I spoke for about this long <laughs> the first day. But um, she just had the most precious spirit. She said, I am a teacher. She's a little bit older. She looked like she was a grandmother. And she said, I've been a teacher um, in the school systems here um, for a long time. And she taught 10, I think it was 9 and 10-year-olds. Um, and she looked at me and she said, and I make sure, she said, they all accept Jesus before they leave my classroom. <laughs> and she said, the principal doesn't know that. <laughs> and I just thought, I love you. I want to eat you up. <laughs> And um, she said the school systems are highly influenced by Catholicism there. They even have Catholic classes that are part of their curriculum. Um, but I just, the heart of these children's ministry leaders, they're not just, you know, it's not just Sunday morning for them. Like, they are influencing a nation. I mean, think about all the children that have been through her classroom, you know, and all the time that she's been teaching. It was just phenomenal. Also, we didn't know this, but Bronca was looking to sort of rewrite some of the things in her program because the government there mandates a religious portion of the children's uh, schooling. And if you teach um, curriculum that's Christian, you can have it approved by the government if it passes. And then <clears throat> they actually have to mark these kids off whether they're learning the stuff 
And so we just brought curriculum thinking maybe it'll be, you know, something that can encourage or they can maybe use pieces of the things that we do because sometimes you just run out of ideas. Um, but we found out like this is this this could be very big for this country. I mean, some of our DP DNA is is over there. Leah brought some beautiful stuff that stuff we share about the heart. You know, Rick's teachings that are done at the encounters, and we got to teach that to these children's workers who were just like little dry plants, and they just blossomed. I mean, everything that was shared, they were just like, yes, more. Um, and so we're sending some stuff and some books over too. Um, but it. We didn't think we were doing very much. I mean, we were asked to go. We went. We knew nothing. Um, we learned some things about the country that, I mean, I know for sure Lee has been there once, and Alice and I, we really didn't know anything about it. And one of the museum workers was telling us some things, and this wasn't great news. And we went home with heavy hearts, kind of praying for them, but, like, really heavy. Some of us were weeping about, you know, just a factory closing and all the workers put out in the street and just corruption. Um, but the Lord has given us some cool stuff. He gave me a dream um, that I didn't know what to do with, so I gave it to them. And Leah said, I think you're supposed to share about the dream like on the last night, I think, or last Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. And um, it was a dream about a lamp, and I was making a lamp, and it just seemed bizarre. I was like, great, Lord, what do I do with this? I don't make anything. And so uh, the lamp was being uh, rolled in crushed glass. It was the crystal from their factory that had been crushed. And... Uh, the Lord had us bless them for creativity and making things, and we just felt like he was going to be blessing that nation and breathing on whatever it is that they had a heart to do and a talent and a passion. And so we got to speak that, and they were just like, yeah. I mean, they just received it. It was powerful for me. I mean, I I just thought, okay, I dreamed about a lamp. Here you guys. And then, I don't know. And then we went to the factory, and this man was talking, and he was kind of angry. And I can't explain this to Americans. They wouldn't understand it. And we were like, okay, awkward. And the guy that was with us said, oh, yeah, you know, explain. They'll, they'll understand. And he started to tell us a little bit about this factory. And it was just like they looked at us. They kept introducing us as Americans. You're Americans. And the kids are like, Disney Channel, is it just like that? We said, no, it isn't. And so finally, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Finally, at the end, I said, you know, I know we've been introduced as Americans, but really, please, we feel like we're representatives of the kingdom of God, not of our country per se, but we want to bring the kingdom here. We don't want to bring, you know, Disney Channel here. Um, so we just, we felt like Danielle prayed over us before we left, and I just got this feeling that we were bringing gifts and that we were like the three wise men, only we're women, and we're bringing something. And we had no idea what to give them when we got there, but the Lord just said, share this, this, this. And um, while we were at Bronca's house, her and her husband explained to us that the doctors told them they couldn't have children, and now they have six. And he said, what's impossible with man is possible with God. And for, since May of last year, I did not have the possibility of having children. That just kind of dried up and stopped. While I was in her house, it started. So, um, and then one of her, the second in charge, her name is Blanca. The lady we stayed with was Bronca. She, uh, I was praying over her. We, we offered opportunity for them to come up and get prayer, and they just lined up. And I was praying for her last, and she looked at me and she said, I didn't know if this was appropriate, but I wanted to share, I saw twins. I've been prophesied that like four times. Wow. And she said, maybe two or three, but, but I saw them for you. And I was like, Jesus, you are so good. I'm about to turn 50 in April, so I just thought that possibility. The Lord told us here at Virginia Tech that we were going to have children of our own. So it's funny that we're back here and we were in that house and... Then uh, Allison got a blog from Crystal that talked about the impossible being possible with God. And it was this prayer about, God, forgive me for not believing you for the impossibilities. And we prayed it over them, and we left the blog with them. And then we found out, Doug sent an email about um, Croatian government. It was on Fox News, by the way, which is reputable. That the Croatian government was going to give back or forgive debt of like 30,000 people. 30 million? 30,000. All the poorest of the poor, their debts were forgiven. And this is the year on the Jewish calendar that that happens. So I just looked at that and I thought, they don't even know what they're doing, but it's God. And so I shared it with them. And they're just a very blessed nation. And I'm just beyond blessed that we got to go and share God's stuff. I'll just share one more story. We were put into small groups, which was a little awkward, I think, for all of us at first, because we had new translators 
and we didn't really know what they wanted to ask us. Like, okay, you're in a workshop, get in a, you know, we're gonna divide the group up into three groups and they're just gonna ask you questions. We're like, okay, <laughs> all right. So, um, and I'm hearing Monica and Leah talking about like the nuts and bolts of how to start church plant children ministries and they were just like, they had all this info and they were helping out their groups. And um, somebody looked, and my group's going kind of quiet at the very beginning. My translator's trying to get into the knack of, of translating. And all of a sudden, somebody says, so, um, so you have to, you ask for forgiveness? Like, like, if you do something wrong, you ask the kids to forgive you? And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, even when they're really little, it's important that if I have something in my heart, you know, that is against them, that I ask for forgiveness. I said, if the Lord stirs me, you know, to ask my child to forgive me for something that I did wrong, that's important, because they need to know the character of God through me as a parent. And my translator starts going, wow, <laughs> And I'm continuing to talk about forgiveness and, you know, how it works with kids, just basic stuff and the ladies are starting to cry in my group and like and then the questions start really rolling like okay how does this work and what about when this happens and and I was like oh my god like this is what this is about like we are so you know like we roll with this stuff sometimes here you know we just you know but when we went there it was completely new to them and and that's really like Leah was sh sharing strongholds and we were talking about like the basics of love with kids and how you love on kids. And it was rocking their worlds. It was fantastic. Amen. I think the really encouraging thing was just really building relationship because Rick had, some of the interns like Danielle, a couple of them had made connections several years ago, but I felt like the Lord was, as a body, we were able to make a connection with them. Like, it wasn't just Rick. And the similarities, like, I felt like I was at home. Like, during worship, I had no idea what they were saying. But, like, how the Lord is moving there is just so similar. Like, you could just feel the connection that the Lord has brought between these two bodies. Like, it was so encouraging to us and empowering to us. Their excitement and zeal for God and hunger for God was just, it was somewhat overwhelming and very contagious to us. And we were just so blessed to be able to be a part of that. Amen. And I, I know all of you are serving today in children's, but I just for a second, I, I'm just gonna uh, highlight, well, I really think you should stand. There's a, a group of you that has written curriculum. You've typed it, you've formatted it, you've written it, you've fixed it. I mean, I could start going around the room, but I can. Sharon Oakey. Can you stand up? Desiree, Allison. Put crafts together. Uh, Charlene. Catherine and Robert. Come on, you wrote three years worth of curriculum. Come on, Molly Hash. I, if I'm forgetting, you, you've typed. Come on, let's give these people a... Corinne, I know, went back there. I know that it's not a, a full picture, but it's just, just like I said last week, the Lord, I felt like was saying, as Jane Greeno serves in our school, like all of you, and you're sewing, you went. You went. And um, you made an investment in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you for this team. I thank you for the seed that they sowed. Lord, I thank you for uh, this word that... Uh, that uh, Leah spoke, Lord, that there's a breakthrough for generations. There's a breakthrough for generations. But there was a gap standing. There was arms reached out that the faithfulness of God could extend, could extend into his kingdom, into your kingdom. And so we just say that uh, this is the beginning even <laughs> uh, 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 and that the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Amen? Amen. 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 In the same lines, um, it's just kind of interesting how today unfolded, but Mark and Margie are going to go reach a different generation in Australia. 
Um, they're leaving for three weeks. I keep saying it's five weeks. I, I pray that I'm not speaking any of that into existence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 25 days is enough. Of course, whatever. Uh, we're going to get leave on Thursday for Australia. Um, our son lives there, and uh, we're looking forward to going. I've always wanted to go. Anybody want to go with us? Chase. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Lord's going to take care of that one too. But, um, you know, uh, of course we want to go see our son, and I've always wanted to go see Australia. Uh, and, but there's other things that are going on behind the scenes. I've never prayed so much going into a situation as a I prayed in this one because, you know, uh, three and a half years ago when we found out we were going to have a grandchild on Thanksgiving Day, that night my son tells me he's gay. He's been living with a guy for a couple years. Um, so, you know, we're here up here and then we go, and, and I sit there and said, son, why, why didn't you tell us? And he said, well, dad, I didn't want to lose a relationship with you and I didn't want to ruin your reputation as an elder. I said, son, you'll never lose relationship with me, and you are so much more important than my reputation. And so, you know, to love my son, that was easy. But now to love his partner, that's where the challenge came in. He's 15 years older. You know, in my mind, he's, there's manipulation there. But, so I had to confess that judgment. And so the Lord starts speaking to me. I said, I want to buy him something for Christmas. And so I asked Daniel what to get him. And he said, this gas cap for his Volvo. So we buy that. And we're getting ready to put, uh, I write a card to him. And I signed it, Mark and Margie. You know, I never signed a, a note to my son, Mark and Margie, before. And so, but I just didn't feel like good about putting mom and dad. And as I was putting the envelope into the box, the Lord said, pull it out. And put mom and dad because you're going to, Become that guy's spiritual mother and father. And so, this, he, you know, Daniel knew the scriptures as well as I do. Yeah, he knows. He said, Dad, y'all were great parents. It wasn't anything you did. And I said, well, son, I, if we're great parents, it's because we follow the scriptures because that's what we had to learn from. And, yeah, and I can't change scripture as far as what you're going through, but I love you. Uh, I love him. But the guy I wouldn't talk to, his name is Jason. Jason's a world-class dancer. He danced in the movie Moulin Rouge. He owns a dance studio where he has, I think it's 150, 170 students right now. And he has students that are all over the world dancing. Um, but he wouldn't talk to me. He'd talk to Margie. <laughs> He'd talk to Amy. He would talk to Josh and Martha. But he wouldn't talk to me. And I just kept praying blessing on them. Somebody want me to pray a hedge of thorns between them and the Lord said, don't you do that. You pray blessing. So I started praying blessing. And anyway, the thing that broke it was um, in a couple months later, Jason, he did become my friend on Facebook, and he put this little video on there. And it's of these, this church in Indiana, and this little boy was up front, looked like he was about four or five years old. And he starts singing, Romans 1, 27. Ain't no homos going to heaven. And the whole congregation is just cheering. And underneath that, Jason put, why do they hate us so much? And my heart broke. I think my heart had to break before, you know, I could reach you. And so I put, and I know all his homosexual friends were saying, oh, how terrible, how terrible. I said, Jason, I asked you forgiveness for what the church has done. And I said, I ask forgiveness for me for the times I did not stick up for the hate, against the hatred. And that broke the next day he talked to me for two hours. I could tell you so much more. There is so much more that I can tell you. I know we're going there. I don't know of anybody <laughs> that we're going of the, of the family members that are believers. Uh, so they grew up Catholic and his, his brother was actually abused by a priest. Not Jason, his brother. So, uh, so we're going in there and we're going to be trusting God um, a great deal. They're, they're telling me there's some challenges. They're trying to warn us. Jason's got a father and stepfather. He said one of them cusses like a sailor and the other one wants to teach me how to drink scotch. 
Anyway, so pray for us. Destroy <laughs> my face. So, anyway. Anyway, so that's the type of thing we're getting into. And Marty's always built, already built a relationship through Facebook with the stepmother and the mother. They're going to have us family members. I, told, I said, Daniel, I want to meet all your friends when you go over there. Because I want them to know the love of Jesus. I'm not going to preach you. Somebody sent something on Facebook the other day. And the title of it, it's not about gay marriage. And when I read through it, it was about loving people and stop telling people what we're against and start telling people what we're for. And that's Jesus Christ and his love and how he comes to, to save us. Amen? So pray for us as we go. We're going to need it. <laughs> and pray for a safe trip, too. And Lord's healed, done a lot of healing my back, but that's a long flight. <laughs> so. Can we pray for them? You know, the, the Lord uh, took me to Daniel 7. And in Daniel 7, there's a vision of the heavens coming and stirring up the seas. And then, so it's Daniel, it's interesting. I didn't think about that. And uh, stirring up the seas. And then these beasts arose, these four beasts. And it, it goes into a lot of graphic description of that. But, but the Ancient of Days came and was seated on his throne. And, and then the Son of Man came and in, in verse 14, it says, uh, And to him, the Son, was given dominion, glory, a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away. His kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. In verse 17, it says, These great beasts, they were kings who will arise out of the earth. But the saints, and I think it's important as the Lord was speaking this to me, is the saints, the church, a transition from a place that it was just the sun, but it was the saints. But the saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom, possess the kingdom forever for all ages to come. Lord, I, I speak that. Just extend your hands. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, as these guys go, Lord, that this is missioncation. <laughs> Not vacation, but missioncation. They go on mission to see the fullness of God. As saints, they go and as a, as a place to possess the kingdom that you've created and declare your glory there in it. Lord, we speak over them that the victorious power of Christ lives in them. Lives in them that love will abound. 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 They will see the goodness of you in that land of the living. Of the living. Amen? Amen. Can you say amen? Come on. Hallelujah. I just felt like these these two are gonna give a short don't get behind me. They're gonna say something shortly and then Mitch is gonna say something. Oh, she's gonna start. As I was listening to the worship this morning and just listening to what the Lord was you know, saying in the spirit realm and, you know, what was coming out through the music, I just really heard the Lord say that delayed does not mean denied. And I believe that there are a lot of people here that have been waiting and waiting for promises, waiting for fulfillments. And the Lord took me to Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. It says, but do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some would count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. You know, and I've come to learn that repenting means taking a new mind. And I, in my life, I have been my own worst enemy. I could die by what I have thought about myself in my mind. And I know I'm not the only person in here. But the Lord has been patient with me. He's been patient waiting on my mind to become different as I renew my mind, as I renew my fellowship and, you know, keep in fellowship with him. And 
I just start, I sense the Lord just stirring up joy and confidence and peace in us as we're in our waiting processes. A good friend of mine had a baby yesterday that he, I mean, five, six years ago, people thought, ain't no way, ain't no way this guy's ever going to settle down, ain't no way he's ever going to have a family. But God's not slow. God's not slow. And then when we sang that last song about over the mountains, over the seas, I see you come running. And I just, I just want to encourage you that no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, no matter what you hear, this is a faith thing. And my faith says he's running. I don't have to see him. My faith says he's running. The eyes of my faith see him running. And God is not a slow runner. So just, just be encouraged. He's not slow. And you're not denied. He is coming. Oh, so it's interesting to your worship because things are, when you're up here in this position, with people that come bring things to you, you know, you would think like, Man, it would be great if everybody would come like an hour before worship actually starts and say, I've got all these words and you can put them all together. And then as worship's going and you see the transitions, you're like, oh, I see exactly how this fits. Um, usually it's right when the transition hits that about five people show up and they're like, hey, I feel the Lord saying this and this and this and this. And so you see all these puzzle pieces start spinning and trying to figure out what fits and where each piece goes and how do they stack on top of each other. Um, so... Um, Melissa came, she shared that, um, right following that, um, Annabelle came up and she said she felt like the Lord was speaking to some places in our hearts where um, some of us just started to lean towards um, Ishmael's in our lives um, because we, the Lord had put us in positions and instead of waiting on the promises of the Lord um, and being in this place and understanding spiritual authority, when the Lord spoke to Abraham and he said, you're going to be the father of many nations. His name is actually Abram at that point. He said, I'm going to change your name to Abraham, which meant father of many nations. So he could remind him every time somebody spoke his name to him that you're going to be the father of many nations. Um, and a lot of like what Melissa said, sometimes we get in those places and we start feeling like the Lord's not coming fast enough for us. So Abraham and Sarah came up with this big plan and they stepped out and tried to create something on their own and that's where Ishmael came from. Um, a lot of times when we feel like the promises of the Lord are delayed, we try to take things into our own hands. Um, can I tell you that that's not grace? Um, I cannot produce grace within myself. Grace is a, something that's given from the Lord. He gives me a measure of grace. He asks me to be a good steward with it. Um, grace isn't something that I can manufacture. You know, following right after that, Ingrid came over. And I think it was really crucial. She said that the Beatitudes had been on her heart. And especially, I think it was 3 and 4 that says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall receive the kingdom of heaven. One of the interpretations there for that word poor in spirit means that you're lowly in spirit. You've reached the end of your rope. You've gotten to the point where you have nothing else to give. You've become a beggar. You're asking for alms because spiritually you have nothing else. You know, I think that's where Abraham hit. I think he was seeing it. There was nothing else to give. So he went and tried to make something happen. Um, can I tell you it's a blessed place when you hit the end of your rope? When you hit the end of yourself? That's an incredibly blessed place. Because you will receive the kingdom of God. It's been a promise. You will receive the kingdom of heaven. You know, God keeps bringing me back to Matthew 13 where it talks about that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. That when it's planted in the field, the mustard seed grows and it becomes a tree. And the tree is so large that every bird of the air can come and find shelter. You know, it doesn't take much. A mustard seed. The Lord's not putting faith in your heart. He wasn't asking Abraham to go that day and start telling everybody, I'm going to be the father of many nations. He was asking Abraham to plant a mustard seed. Take this little bit of faith that you have, this little tiny thing that you have, and put it in the ground and let it die. And watch what I'm going to do with it. The Lord's not asking us to, to bury these huge huge and incredibly large like plans where we've got it all figured out. Lee and them had no idea what they were doing when they went to Croatia. They had one word that they were standing on and they got there and the Lord said, we've been praying for this for weeks now. It's exactly what I've been doing. They planted a little bit of faith and the Lord produced a tree out of it. You know, I believe the Lord's asking us. We've been talking about the kingdom of heaven a lot. I can't, I can't plant my seed for you to experience the kingdom of heaven. 
Mitch can't plant his seed for you to experience the kingdom of heaven. What Leah and them planted will not enable you to experience the kingdom of heaven. It's got to be your mustard seed. It's got to be faith that comes out of your heart. Abraham, in hope against hope, planted a mustard seed. And because of that, he experienced the kingdom of heaven. It's got to be your faith. You know, the Lord's pushing me and Leah a lot, a whole lot lately. You know, and what are you living for? You aim for nothing, you hit nothing. Where's your hope? You know, you, I got to plant something. When I wake up, even if it's for me to wake up and say, Lord, I believe that I'm saved today. God, I believe that Romans 10, 9 is true, and I believe that I'm going to heaven. You know, if that's all the faith that you have for that day, then plant it and experience the kingdom of heaven in it. If the faith that you have is that the Lord is good and he's faithful, and you plant that, plant that for that day, and allow the Lord to open up the kingdom of heaven for you. I just wanted to really briefly, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I know that we've been asking you all to pray for us with Peyton. She was born with a cleft palate at 10, years, 10 months old. They did a surgery to repair her palate. Um, when she was initially born, you could take, I could take my pinky and put it through the roof of her mouth and touch the inside of her nose. There was just nothing there. Um, so they did the surgery at 10 months old. She's been through lots of different doctor's visits, speech therapy, all the different stuff comes with that. Um, and this past year, they started talking to us about that they thought that there was going to be another surgery necessary. Um, they were going to have to extend the palate because there's a lot of breath, air coming out, very nasally speech and things like that. So we went this past Thursday to another doctor's visit. Um, you know, just believing that the Lord loved us, that he was with us, that he loved Peyton, that he wove her together, that he didn't make a mistake with her. Um, and we were there, and the doctor looked in her mouth, and she said, you know, I see a three-centimeter gap between her palate and the back of her throat when she's looking in her mouth. Um, she said, that's a, that's a pretty large hole. So she said, but, you know, we're going to do the scope. We're going to see what's happening. They've been talking to us about ear tubes because her tubes don't work correctly, and fluid just sits inside of her ears, and it sounds like she's underwater all the time. Um, so they said, you know, I think we should go ahead and do the ear tubes today, too. But we'll test everything, see how it goes. So they did the scope, um, they look in, they have her repeat some phrases, and the doctor, you know, after a few minutes of that, um, she pulls the scope out, and she tells us, she says, we saw full closure. We saw the palate touching the abnoids fully, we saw muscles wrapping around. She said, you know, I can't speak this, you know, definitely you need to go back and see the surgeon, but from what I see, that there's full potential for her palate to touch everything that it needs to touch in full closure. Um, you know, that was just seconds after she looked in her mouth and said there's a three centimeter gap in the back of her throat. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't fully understand how all that works, and I won't pretend to. Um, yeah, so then she brought the lady in, and she said, so we're going to go ahead and check her ears. The lady put the thing in her ears, you know, run all this stuff, and she said, we've got 100% response from both left and right ears. You know, we see a little bit of clear fluid, but there's no real fluid in her ears. Her eardrums look better than they've ever looked. You know, that's the best response we've got from a hearing test since she was born. The day she was born, it was 100%, and it hasn't been that since that day. Yeah. So we believe that the Lord's doing things. Yeah. Even if it's just experiencing the kingdom of heaven in that moment, that's the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so let me yeah. do whatever you do. <laughs> speak um but i did want to share just two scriptures really with us um uh lord was doing something different anyway um the lord enabled rick to change some plans and needed to take care of some things and just felt like the lord was going to speak anyway and i, I think he's been speaking in relationship to an unshakable kingdom i mean that's what we just sang about that's what we heard about over in croatia that's what we heard about as a testimony uh, right there. That's, that's what I'm believing as a testimony over the acres as they go, that you're carrying an unshakable kingdom. And, well, since my, that's not going to work. Um, I just really want to... We need to get the stand. Oh, I should say that. Uh, yeah, just Hebrews uh, 12. <laughs> Just want to uh, just talking about Hebrews twelve twenty six. 
and his voice shook the earth. And I just want to encourage you, by the way, and if you weren't here last week, I want you, I just encourage you, go on the website, www.dpnrv.org, uh, go to the podcast, listen to last week's podcast. I mean, it was very, uh, I know that a lot of people couldn't come because of weather, but uh, Rick just really encouraged us with four big revelations of just things, you know, when things happen in this world, you know, the you know, we, we attribute a lot to the devil or we attribute a lot to just things, this, that, and the other. But there's just a, he just presented such a great, great um, testimony of what, what happens in this earth when things go on and, and really give it great, gave a great perspective of the kingdom. Just encourage you to do that. I want to put that commercial in because I think it, it was a very important word. I just wish the whole body, fullness of the body could have been here to, to hear it. So if you didn't, just, just I encourage you to do that. But in verse 26, his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And this expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things that can be shaken as of created things, in order that those things that which cannot be shaken can remain. Therefore, since we, since we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. And so I just encourage us to, you know, make sure that we have received, that what kingdom we've received. I believe you've received an unshakable kingdom. Now the problem is, is that sometimes we get distracted with the things. And it's really interesting the, I don't know, I think it was in ministry training. Rick just spoke this, First uh, Timothy 4.1. Um, and it really just highlighted something in me personally. And it's really, you know, it's, it's talking about apostasy, but it, he, it was, there, there's a really phrase in there. I just want to encourage this. It's, it won't sound encouraging, but it, I want to encourage you. Yeah, but it, it, it does. It says the Spirit explicitly says that in later, later times, some will fall away from the faith. And you're like, whoa, I mean, that's kind of crazy. You fall, some will fall away from the faith. How? How do people fall away from the faith? Paying attention to deceitful spirits, doctrines of demons, and it goes on down. And he just highlighted that, paying attention. And I was like, that's, the Lord just started stirring me. Mitch, what have you been paying attention to? Have you been pay paying attention to your lack? Yes. Have you been paying attention to what you don't have? Yes. You know, have you been paying attention to uh, the things that surround you that you don't feel like you can overcome? Yes. So what am I paying attention to? And, and what am I giving heed to? Because the Lord just wants to re remind us that we live and we have received an unshakable kingdom. But just make sure what you're paying attention to. And if, if you, like me, have been paying attention to other things... I encourage you to get your eyes set on the author and perfect of your faith. You know, for her, the joy set before you went to the cross. You know, fix your eyes on him. Fix, you know, and that's what the Lord was just doing. You know, swiveling my chair back to the things of the kingdom. The things of this unshakable kingdom. And one last scripture. Uh, Luke 17. It's really hard to... Turn the pages. Just five them like this. Oh. I love this. Um, you, know, you just this is Jesus now having been questioned by the Pharisees. Seventeen twenty. As to when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered them and said, and I'm sure we'll come back to the scripture throughout this kingdom of God that we're on but he says the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed nor will they say look here it is there it is for behold the kingdom of God is where within you it says in your midst but that word really is within you and I felt like the Lord is saying you know stop paying attention to the things that you think that are within you that are not the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is within you begin to pay attention to that. It is an unshakable kingdom. It's an unshakable kingdom. 
And I felt like the, the Lord has just been stirring that, you know, there was just a lot of, and there was some other thoughts I had in reference to that because there's a lot that's within you. You know, let the word of God richly dwell within you. You know, the, the word of God, the spirit of God rich, you know, richly dwelling within me. You know, God's put incredible amounts within us. And I think the word of the Lord today is stir that up. Allow the Lord to begin to stir that up and then make sure Make sure of what you're paying attention to. You know, whatever we give heed to, we begin to think and, and, and walk and act in that direction. Begin to pay attention to the kingdom of God that is within you, that is unshakable. And begin to live that place out. Um, some of the, um, who was it? Jared that just gave the word about there's some dormancy or what was it? Uh, uh, he's not even here to help me, is he? Um, delay. Yeah, delay well, delay. But there was some also, um, yeah, that the pro there's some promises of God that, that are being stirred up, that God's beginning to um, uh, just uncover those. And so I just encourage you uh, in that, and I think uh, these guys are going to I'm going to ask the ministry team to go where are you standing to... The, the word that I'm hearing is that, there, yes, right now, there's a stirring. Um, Colleen and I got the same word. It's in First Thessalonians. Colleen has it a much, we're going to print it. It's just easier. But essentially it says don't sleepwalk through right now because you're the light of Christ. Je uh, um, Jared said that there's a place that, that maybe you just need to get up and confess that you're saved. <laughs> That you're a child of God. Maybe that's where you're at today. The end, uh, in that First Thessalonians verse, it says, like accounting for faith and hope and our salvation. And, and I believe this. Terry uh, Haltom got a word this morning during prayer about our gas gauge is empty. Like some of us, we, we have a get, you saw a gas gauge and it was struggling. And it was because it was reading empty. The most important part of that vision that Terry shared with me this morning is he said, and I knew that there wasn't a leak. It was just that the, that the tank was empty. I hear the Lord saying, like, let's not sleepwalk in a place of emptiness, but let's be filled up. Let's be filled up. I'm going to ask you to, to just, for, for a second, just be in that place of, like, Lord, is it, what delayed is not denied, right? These, these are things that, that I heard going on today that maybe you're empty, Maybe you're in a place that you're realizing that, that God, something that God said is delayed, but it doesn't mean that he's denied it. Maybe you're in a place where uh, Leah used the word miscarry. Like maybe something's happened that has interrupted the path. And, and the word that either Jared or Mitch are saying is in a place of dormancy. I believe this. As elders, we've been praying all weekend that the Holy Spirit would captivate us, would would. For some of us, we get baptized. For some of us, we, we would get filled. But that we would be changed and we would go out to fulfill the things that God has for us. Danielle got a word of it, kind of interpreting as Tammy was up front and she was groaning. That in the groaning, there's a growing. It means that that which is, was shallow is getting filled up. Am I giving what you're... And so that there, there's a place that, that we'd say... I, I, I've been going and I've tried to steady the course, but I'm on empty. Today's the day to be filled up. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that, that you're speaking to us. Lord, I speak that there's a threshold and we're not called to go through the threshold the same way we came in. And so as Tammy prays, I, I speak a release. If you need to come up and pray, get on the other side of these uh, ministry team leaders and you and the Lord. If you want someone to stand with you, they're going to take a step out so that that altar is open for persons. If you want someone to stand with you, then there's someone to stand with you. I beckon you. As Tammy prays, don't go out that door the same way you came in. The same way you came in. Amen? I just really felt like I was supposed to pray as Mitch was sharing that again about that this, the uh, kingdom of God is within us and uh, and I just felt, I can feel it. I don't know if you can feel it, but I can feel it. When he speaks, the kingdom of God is within us. It radiates, we will not be shaken. 
And so I just wanted to pray for all of us this morning that if you, if you want to lay your hand on, on, on yourself or whatever, I just wanted to declare that into us this morning before we leave or before you come up front, that we will not be shaken. The kingdom of God is within us and we will not be shaken. The kingdom of God is within us and we will not be shaken. Awake, 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 my children, for the kingdom of God is within you and you will not be shaken. Take hold of the kingdom of God that is within you so you will not be shaken. No longer ignore the stirrings that you feel as you walk about on this earth. Take hold of those for you will not be shaken. For this is your time. This is your season. You are my children. You have been called. The kingdom of God is within you and you will not be shaken. So awake, 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 my children. Awake, awake, awake to me. For I have placed in you my kingdom. And you will not be shaken. Yeah. I, I release you to the Lord. And I hear this. Some of us need to come. There's a place. I, I just speak over us. There's a, a place. Since Tammy was speaking, you, you felt something stirring. Awaken. 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 Lord, I thank you that the, 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 the gifts and promises of God are irrevocable. That you say to us in 2 Timothy to be sober, to endure, to evangelize, that we would fulfill the ministries that you have for us. I, I'm if, if you're in a place to say, you know, I've, I've been looking, but I, I haven't seen the things of God that, that I feel like that he said come to pass, I, I encourage you. Let, can we stand together and be in a place of saying that, that I will not be shaken? Can we stand together in a place of saying that, that God, you're faithful. You're faithful. You fulfill what you've said. What, what you've called into being. Lord, I thank you that, that there's a place that we can be full of joy, of laughter, and we can endure to be in the place to walk out the things that you have for us. The things that you have for us. Lord, I, I speak, even as uh, Mark was speaking and saying a blessing, Lord, I speak a blessing over us as a, as a people of God. I thank you for that, that scripture uh, that, that even was reading in Daniel that said that this nation was created to serve Jesus Christ, to be abounding, and that the beasts of the field, the beasts of the ocean in that game, they were, they were desecrated. They were, they were leveled. Lord, I, I speak, lay hands to yourself, Lord, that the power of God is who captivates us. The power of God is who strengthens us. The power of God is, is who enables us. Who enables us. Who enables us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Say hallelujah. Let's be victorious.